It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. This is the Smart Money Questions Podcast. I'm Mark Haywood, joined today alongside, as always, Matt Hausman. He's the founder at Old Security Group, serving you in Metro Philadelphia, Delaware, in Northeast Maryland. Matt, on today's podcast, I want to take some time to go through some listener questions. We get a lot of questions from you out there writing in to smartmoneyquestions.com. And again, if you have a question you'd like to be featured on this podcast, please do write in at smartmoneyquestions.com. But we care about these questions and we like to take some time to get caught up on some of them today. First question I have is from Sam in Newark. Our company just got bought out and there are rumors that most of us are going to be offered an early retirement offer. What do these normally include and what should I be doing, if anything, to be prepared? Well, you know, it's interesting because there's been a lot of that happening since 2009. And it doesn't even have to be a situation where the company is being bought out. Companies are just doing those early retirement packages. What we usually see is they're going to offer some type of a severance. And the severance is going to be paid out through payroll. And so sometimes it's paid as a lump sum. Sometimes, let's say, I just recently had someone that they got a 12-month severance package, which means they're going to continue to get paid throughout the next 12 months, just as if they were still working. One of the things you really want to think about there Uh, The person that I'm speaking about, when we talked about this back in January, we instantly took about $50,000 that was in their portfolio and we put it in cash. This is before uh, she was offered the retirement plan or the retirement severance package. You want to make sure that your money is positioned. And if you're before the ages of 65, it's real important to understand in the severance package, how is your health care going to be taken care of? Many times they'll continue it and other times, especially if they pay the severance package out as a lump sum, meaning it's going to go through payroll one time, you'll get this big deposit, is the health care then goes away. And you want to have an understanding, where am I going to go get health care before I'm eligible for Medicare? The other thing that is important to understand in the early retirement package is if they pay out as a severance, don't immediately walk in, and this is your before your full retirement age, more than likely 66, don't go take Social Security because there's earning thresholds on Social Security. And even though it is a early retirement buyout package, because it's running through payroll, more than likely you are going to exceed those earning thresholds for Social Security. Thanks for your question, Sam. Next question comes in from Cindy in Chad's Ford. Cindy says, I've been trying to pay off my house early so that I don't have a mortgage when I retire later this year. But at this point, it looks like I'll still have payments for another 10 to 12 months after retirement. Should I just keep working until it's paid off? Well, you know, that's a good question. The one thing you want to think about is if I'm going to go pay it off, where's the money going to come from? And what I mean by that is what is the tax implication on paying that mortgage off? If you've only got 10 or 12 months or if you're retiring within the next year, that means you might have two years left on the mortgage. I already know you're not getting a tax deduction on that because you're paying mainly all principal. And if I wanted to free up that cash flow and I was going to pay the mortgage off at retirement instead of continuing to work is 
if it's coming out of an IRA, I guarantee you your tax rate is going to be exorbitant on that distribution to pay it off. My recommendation would be, and I had someone in my office the other day, and we were actually talking exactly about this. I said, and her comment to me actually was, I think I, what you're telling me is I'm going to need to go ahead and work for the next two years. And the answer was yes, that's what you need to do. Because the cost, the tax cost on the money to pay that mortgage off just is not worth it. So that's what I would tell you to go ahead and continue to work unless you have the money sitting in an after-tax, non-qualified, maybe savings account, and you wanted to go ahead and pay it off to free up cash flow in retirement. All right, Matt, and I'd like to get to one more question on today's podcast. This one comes to us from Greg in Exton, and Greg says, I like my financial advisor, but he's really hard to get in touch with. I rarely get phone calls returned, and I wonder if my account is too small for him to worry about. I have about $350,000 with him. And I believe most of his accounts are a million or more. Is this a common problem? Well, first of all, why are you still there? <laughs> that's, that's the question I would ask. I mean, if he's not returning your phone calls and you can't get in touch with him, the real problem isn't the amount of money that you have with him. The problem is apparently in his customer service. And we see that a lot. You know, if the advisor you're working with is not communicating with you on a regular basis, then you really want to question, do I still want to work with them? And we see this all the time. I understand it's it's tough to have the, quote, breakup when you're moving from one advisor to another. My suggestion would be that you go out and you interview two or three other advisors and really talk to them about what their client experience is like after they've moved the money. I always have those conversations. This is what's going to happen after we move the money. These are the things that we're going to do. We have different client events throughout the year, our phone and we will see clients as many times as we need to. I've got one client that came on board last year. They've already been in eight times, and I encourage that. So if you're getting the brush off, if you will, from the advisor you're working with because you don't think or he doesn't think or she doesn't think that you have enough money, my recommendation is to then start interviewing somebody else and go where you're going to get the service that you need. Remember, this is your money, and they're just helping you and advising you. So you need to act like it's your money, and go where you're going to get the best service. Greg, Cindy, Sam, thank you for your questions. And if there's anything you take away from this podcast, it's that questions are a good thing and service is a good thing. So if you have questions, if you'd like one to be featured on the podcast, you can submit it at smartmoneyquestions.com. That's smartmoneyquestions.com. Or if you'd like to talk with Matt one-on-one, -on -one, we can certainly arrange that. Give Matt a call at 610-719-3003. That's 610-719-3003. This has been another edition of the Smart Money Questions Podcast.